Hi, I'm Lena Kinoti. Welcome to today's episode of Coffee Server Podcast. Hi, how are you? Are you happy? Are you content? Like what's been inspiring you all this while? Yeah, please let me know. First things first, I need to apologize for my inconsistency. Yani my consistency ina to play, ina to cheza tu, ina to cheza tu. But also you need to realize and you need to put out uh, that I'm that I just started my session. So I'm still in school. So I, I'm trying to tackle being up to date with my schoolwork and also publishing these episodes and all that. So I need to state that in case I at any point I have to choose one, it definitely will be my school. So yeah, this inconsistent posting might take a place once in a while, you know, once in a while, but we are still here for these conversations and all that. So today's conversation is quite interesting. I hope you listen to the last minute, okay? Please do listen to the last minute. These babes have talked about their experience abroad. They've talked about um, some of the lessons they've picked. They've talked, um, what have they talked about? Uh, how they applied, you know, every little thing, the basic things you need to know while applying for a school abroad. So I pray that this will be a beneficial episode for you. So have an amazing week. Till next time, listen to this episode. So now we have my friends already here with us and I'll allow them to introduce themselves. You get to know them, what they are doing, the schools they are in, and then we go on with our conversations. So Tale, hi. Hi. Okay. Yeah, tell yourself. Okay, uh, so my name is Leah Nabangi. Okay, my friends call me Tale. Um, I go to Stony Brook University. It's in South Korea. Actually, the school is called uh, Sunny Korea, but then it has Stony Brook University and Fashion School. So yeah, I go to Stony Brook University. I'm in my second year right now, my first semester. I'm pursuing... Um, I'm majoring in applied mathematics and statistics, and then I'm planning to minor in computer science. Yeah. Wow, interesting. I even didn't know you were planning to minor in computer science. Oh, nice, to know. <laughs> <laughs> nice to know. Hi, <laughs> Hello, Leah. Hi, Lena. Sorry. I um, So. <laughs> okay, okay. So, hello, everyone. So, my name is Tungo Kingori. Most of my friends are Jacinta. Uh, I am a student of Beijing Jiaotong University, uh, way high campus currently, though I'll go to Beijing uh, campus next year, a time like this. Um, my major is electronics and information engineering. I should mention that all of it is taught in Chinese. I spent one year uh, doing my preparatory university, just graduate, uh, my preparatory year um, in China, although we finished at the same time with Leah and Lena. Yeah, um, yeah, that's all. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, interesting to know. So now that you guys have told us um, what you're doing, the schools you're in, I have a question. Like, is studying abroad a wish you guys had since childhood? I'm a what prompted you to be like, 
me I want to go to school abroad um so uh, okay I, i'll go so uh, for me like since like um um i started like i started thinking of studying abroad like after way after high school like in high school i was 100% sure like i wasn't even thinking of going abroad even like even like i wasn't thinking like even a little bit like i was 100% sure that i was going to study in kenya uh, but then like after high school so we went into this um we had this program like it's for equity bank so like they called us and like i met those scholars who were studying abroad and i heard about the opportunities i I thought okay I thought they were living good lives you know like and I just you know it didn't like happen one day like even during that program I was thinking oh I'm still studying here but then like after some time like two months three months like after some months I noticed oh I want to go to study abroad I actually don't want to study here and like that's how it all began so yeah so it wasn't like something I was thinking about since I was a kid like it just <laughs> happened yeah oh okay Jacinta um as for me <laughs> I have forever wanted to study abroad but then problem is I was so green about applications mm-hmm. um until uh, I I also joined the program the same program with uh, with Lea and then I got to know of opportunities and I met this uh, to narrow it down to coming narrowing it down to coming to China was because of um okay factors that I'll mention later on but then yes it has forever been a dream to study abroad and also because I knew that of the scholarships that people are given uh when they come to study abroad okay though of course there's there is the personal sponsorship uh option but i then i knew that most people were going out on scholarships and i really wanted to free my parents from the burden of paying my fees uh in school and then i also was avoiding the health loan <laughs> oh. yes so those are my reasons yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh interesting. So now Jacinta mentioned there were factors you considered. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking yeah. as when you're talking mm-hmm. you just don't pick a course or you just don't pick a, a university there there are mm-hmm. factors. So what factors did you just consider before setting on Beijing for Jacinta and Korea for Tali? What factors did you guys consider? We could start with Jacinta maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh okay so majorly was uh language i have forever loved the cult- chinese language and culture um is i should just mention that like even in high school i would really try to push for us to uh found i push for us to found and to run the chinese club also try to get us to come for summer camps and all with the help of mr gira and other and mr ben and my friends also kinao shake and bark and so many people um i mean i have forever loved the language and the culture that in short so um getting to us uh, to decide that i want to come and study in china was Now, not solely, majorly because of this passion. And then secondly, because of my major. I mean, um, looking closely, I mean, China is the technology, the inventions. I mean, we have seen how it has risen in the past um, two decades from, you know, a country that has, was not really uh, heard of until now it's one of the superpowers, you know, especially in this field. So I knew that coming here was one of the best decisions that I, I would make, yeah. So secondly was because of that. 
mostly those and then the other reason I mentioned generally well initially was because I I just wanted to be anywhere abroad but with narrow because of what I stated about the dream of coming to study abroad and or avoiding fees I mean health loans and whatever but then narrowing it down to China specifically was for that and then also because I am very much aware of um in the east in as much as we have heard of racism cases and all but in the specific cities that I have been to and I will be to I did my research well that's what I'm trying to say and none of the regions that I I I will be to or have been to experience racism so I was I was certain this was a place I wanted to be at oh okay okay I I love the fact that you've highlighted research because I think that's one factor we might overlook so Tali mm-hmm. Yeah, also, uh, the question was what made me uh, come to study in South Korea. Yeah. Uh, so, um, for me, okay, I actually, like, didn't come to, like, I didn't choose South Korea. I chose my school, you know, and my school just happened to be in South Korea. So, the reason I chose my school first was because of, okay, the scholarship. Like, I was looking around, okay, like, I wanted, yeah, like, when I started thinking about going abroad, like, I didn't know where I wanted to go, so, like, I was, okay. I was just thinking okay yeah let me just look around and stuff but then I realized uh, going to school to schools in the US required me like to submit so many financial records and do all that stuff for financial aid and you know all that stuff and I was like okay uh so uh looking at my school I saw like they had a scholarship program and like I just I didn't need to do all that stuff submit financial records and that like I just needed to write an essay you know and just express myself express why I want the scholarship and that and that was really uh attractive for me and also so like I thought like I said I chose actually chose my school I didn't choose the country like I didn't like I just wa- wanted to go somewhere new you know begin mm-hmm. begin afresh you know yeah so yeah new new people new culture so like I was just ready to go so like yeah I w- I will go and I saw like my school just happened to be in South Korea mm-hmm. and like I wanted so Okay the reason like I became okay I was happy that it wasn't in the USA because I kind of like just wanted to be unique you know everyone is going to the states I wanted to go to South Korea like oh, like you know like when people had I was going to South Korea at first and they were like oh that like people do people really go there do you have international people there how are you going to survive and I was like you see so yeah that and then yeah and my school is like it's a it's a big school yet it's a small school you know so like my school is a branch is a, is an American school so like it's a branch of a school in the states so like I'm I'm kind of like you know get, getting the best of both worlds I'm in South Korea I'm getting an American education I don't have to speak Korean like I can experience Korean without speaking Korean and like this school like it's kind of small but then it's still big you know so the students are not too many so like yeah you can be whoever you want to be and then like the kids are bright you know there's this thing that says like if you go somewhere and you're the brightest person at that place that means you are in the wrong place so like i came here and i realized oh i'm not the brightest kid here so yeah that means i'm in the right place so yeah so those were the factors that made me just come here oh but you're still great with me <laughs> oh to highlight the process yes, uh, I've, I've not had conversations like this before but i oh, hear okay. people talking about sujui exams the sats i hear We're talking about essays you guys need to get recommendations because in high school i had a friend 
follow our English teacher kila time akitafuta recommendation but there was a word you guys used to use so do you mind um, highlighting the whole process yeah so i don't know who will start ah gatungo tani okay okay uh, oh, oh sure sure okay um Okay so let me let me just speak about my past yeah. application to China personally cuz in as much as mm-hmm. I joined the program that Lea mentioned uh, <laughs> I was late for the ACT exam and I wasted a whole 20k or something <laughs> and then I gave up applying to cuz I I I got late to the exam oh. I mean to the exam center so <laughs> Oh, I I couldn't sit for the paper yeah and then I gave up the thought of applying to schools to schools in the US oh, okay well you know definitely let me just add the fact that I was not really I didn't really feel uh, feel I didn't really have the desire really I we're just moving with the crowd cuz ish hey, guys exactly. we're applying to the states so let's do yeah. this together but then I didn't really feel it you know But then um let me fast forward to some time in it was in January I can't really I think February so my mom sent me a link that she had seen a friend of hers a friend of hers not a link uh what's it called she had sent I mean a friend of hers had had posted um an application form to by the government of Kenya uh to schools uh, to for a scholarship program in, to to study in China blah 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 and in it was the steps that you could follow to apply um so she sent me it okay well i didn't really i had honestly okay tell will agree with me that this process is rather strenuous and yes it can really take away mm-hmm. your your joy like it can even get you to depression just because of having hopes of going abroad and then things yeah. fail and then whatever whatever so anyways i was really going through a lot at the time because i had high hopes and then everything was crashing down rejections from the schools that i had applied to although i didn't do the sat but the schools that can take you although you don't have the sat and such um yeah so anyways i didn't check the the the, the form until way later on she pushed me to really check it and try and do it um so i applied okay so generally let me uh I've just delve into what it uh, what is really required for you to do so the application is online is online and it's really easy it's just filling in your details the only forms that you're required to have okay although the app the app oh, how do you say that the website is please forgive me if i'm trying to remember what <laughs> no, is just flowing too much i'm sorry <laughs> so in the in the website like um even if the website is in chinese you can really i mean chrome can help you just change it to english so people shouldn't be afraid of using it um so you just fill in your details your birthday your passport number if you don't have a passport then also no problem but definitely by august ensure that you have it um just details like that and then for the guys who have just cleared high school they need to have a recommendation letter i didn't need to have one then because at the time i was already one year out of school 
Um, then, but you need to have your transcripts. So I'd also advise that people prepare um, way before, like if you want to come, make sure that you prepare way before, go back to school, get your transcript, get, get transcripts, get them stamped. Um, other than that, uh, just general things, maybe your pass, photocopying your passport, having, not photocopying it, okay, well, I'll talk about photocopying it, um, scanning it so that you just upload it real quick. I mean, these are basic things all of us, I think, should have them maybe in our Google Photos or something or in our Gmails. So it didn't really require much. I didn't sit for any exam for me to come to China. Uh, but then there's a catch here. Um, the Chinese are the Chinese government wants to um, they want to make a rule that the people who are gonna be getting scholarships need to have HSK for the to have the certificate for the HSK for exam. So if anybody will be listening to this post podcast and would like to apply, please um, okay feel free to contact me. I think maybe Leah is gonna. Uh, or contact Leah and ask her to connect you with me. I'll help you out with pre preparing for the HSK exam. Um, yeah, so that's just a catch. It's a Chinese exam. That's what I'm, I'm trying to say. But maybe this is going to be affected maybe in two years' time. But it's just a catch I wanted to mention. So fast forward, other than the online application, you also need to um, send your documents to, I think, Jogo House one of those buildings they will just direct you uh, to the exact place so you can decide to send them via post but then personally i preferred um i sent them via bus uh, i was in kitu at the time so i sent them by a bus via bus i sent them to a friend in nairobi and she helped to get them to the to the to jogo house and after that a few days later they they shortlist some given names and then not some giving them some some they set shortlist you and then they give you a call you go and attend an interview the interview uh before going to the interview the major thing you just need to do is to ensure that you know the education system in kenya and not just the system the people who are in charge of the education ministry of education in Kenya and maybe just general things about China, the capital city, um, the current president, maybe um, the some countries that are near China, basic things. Again, if you need help, you can, I mean, feel free to contact me. I'll help you out with that. Um, and then uh, now this is one of the most difficult parts of that because if they, after that, they contact you and tell you that you have passed the, the the interview and did I mention that during the interview uh, the only thing that I noticed about the certificates that we were getting in high school the only other place I noticed that you can use them I mean that of use is during that specific interview <laughs> okay well there are some that I used in the applications for uh, schools to the states and all but personally I felt that they really helped in the interview I had there so bring as many certificates as you, as you had even any for just being a captain or a prefect or even for that club, maybe just the club you think that people don't really know about, just bring all of the certificates there and you know, um, express yourself well. 
Um, and then after that, if they confirm to you that you passed the interview, you just need to go and give yourself a vacation or something because you are by August or early September, you'll be coming here to start your studies. Yeah, I think that was the, the only thing that felt, it felt too long. I mean, like the wait was too long before we received the admission letters and um, just the tickets and everything. Yeah, and also convincing your parents that this thing is real. They're not, not, not just because we have not received the admission letter doesn't mean that we are not in the school. The government of Kenya doesn't, she doesn't lie. When you're confirmed to, you will go. I mean, you're certain you have had your scholarship. Yeah, so that was the application. Oh, interesting. My so, I think from how you've explained it, it's, it may take away your joy. Those are your words. So people need to be, be resilient. You need to be aggressive yeah. when, when you're starting this process. Yes. Yes, you need to be prepared also <laughs> for some emotional. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so for me, like, yeah. I would like, okay, uh, from what uh, the center has said, like, yeah, it's really like it takes, like, it can take away everything from you. Yeah, and like at some point, you are like, hey, she must, by the way. But then, yeah, so like, you have to keep going, like, you have to be like, <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. you have to know why you're doing this, like, why am I doing this, you know? You look at, you know, uh, what what do they say? The end justifies the means. Like, you, okay, no, that doesn't apply here. I'm sorry for misleading you. You look at the, <laughs> you look at the end result, and you're like, you you think, will it be worth it? Like, if I go through all that, yeah. So anyway, for me, so like, uh, Jacinta said, like, uh, we were in this program, this equity leadership program. And first, I began with applying the US in US schools because at at some point, I was like, okay. Maybe I want to go abroad. At that time, I hadn't stayed told. I was like, okay, let me just apply and then stay here, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, maybe I want to go abroad. So I started applying. We use like the common app. It's common app. You just look it online, common app, and you fill it out your details. I think most of it is self-explanatory because I know people who did it like uh, without any help. So yeah, most of it is self-explanatory. And um, okay, the, the main challenging part is like applying for financial aid because you have to use another app and like, that's such a tricky business. Like you need help. Like if you are, you start applying for financial aid, like you need uh, help from someone mm -hmm. who already applied so that you get you know good financial aid. So yeah. So what the common app is mostly. Uh -huh. Tell me, what do you mean? Uh, sorry, what do you mean? You need you need help from someone who's applied before. Uh because you know they they ask for too many details. Like uh, what what does your family? I don't know use per day. Like how much do they? used to do this how many family members do you have so like you you can think okay you know they they have a way of calculating so like at the end of the day you can put their figures and you're like yeah i'm gonna get it but then as you get bad financial like i had an experience of getting i, I got really bad financial aid in an american school and you know you know if you get bad financial aid like it doesn't matter like all that you know all that work you did it doesn't matter because they're not you're not going anywhere man you're just staying at home because you don't have that money to go. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, like, you need help. Like, you know, mm, they have a way sure. of calculating. So, okay, just when you start filling out the financial aid, please seek help. Like, we can, yeah, just seek help. Anyway, so, yeah, we did the, I did the common app. Mm. Like, I fill out the details. So, like, I, I think Jacinta already, already talked about this, but then, like, you need the recommendation letters. Like, for me, I went to school and, like, I don't know, man, teachers in our school. Anyway, I went to school, asked for recommendation letters. Like, 
I did everything, <laughs> like recommendation letters, all the, there's the school profile, and then there's my transcript, uh, my recommendation letter, and, um, okay, and my, I think that's what I needed from school, and then, so, yeah, all that, yeah. Those are like the common things, and the other things that you need to write essays, like personal essays. Yeah. So, and okay, yeah, that's about your schools. Like, I think that's basically it. And um, okay, the thing is, uh, you should not give up. Like, you should go with your own pace. Like for me, I remember, like at during at around March, around April, like I I still didn't know. I wasn't in school in Kenya because I had decided I'm not studying here. So I wasn't in school in Kenya. And like everyone else who was going abroad had their schools and they were figuring their stuff out. Like they were going for passports, they were giving out, like going for passports, visas, interviews. And I'm like, I'm just there. I have bad financial aid. I haven't applied to a school yet. I'm just there and I'm like, guys, I'm going to school in August. Like I, I just had this kind of faith. I don't know. I don't know where it came from, but I, I had faith that I was going to leave this country. So yeah, so like in my school. <laughs> so yeah, for my school, like I. Okay, and also the thing is, like, you never know what you want till you get it. So, like, for this school that I apply for, my current school, like, I really didn't know I wanted it. Like, I came across that school, like, uh, like a month, like, three, two months before I applied to it, and I was thinking about it. Like, I thought about it for, like, one month before I decided to even start applying. And, yeah, so I applied, I applied for it in the lab. So, like, for my school, it's an American school. So, I used everything that I used in my common app, like, Seriously, I didn't write anything. The only thing I wrote that that was new that isn't common up is my scholarship essay, and it was really simple and it was a short one, yeah. And I just had to fill some documents and scan them and send them. And oh, SAT. Sorry, I didn't mention this. All I think all American schools require require all American schools require SAT. So the thing is, when you you start your application abroad. You need to save a lot of money. This thing, like, it will suck. It will suck the life out of you and your the money out of you. And you're like, man. Anyway, yeah. So I hope I'm not discouraging anyone. It's good. <laughs> so yeah. Uh. So yeah. SAT. So I did the SAT. So my school also required that. So I just sent the results and yeah and yeah. So the SAT and all those details and recommendation and stuff. So like applying, so mine is an American school, but then if you're interested in applying to South Korea, like uh, going to a Korean school, uh, I have a friend who, who okay, there's the, the government scholarship, it covers everything. It's even a better scholarship than the one that I have. And like there are so many agencies in Kenya, like so many, you know, like there's even, um, there's Akilidada, there's Kensap, and then like there are just many government offices in Nairobi who help people go abroad. So like just I look look up and like I know like there's a girl Colin Kageha. She's studying in South Korea. She was in my class and she got the government scholarship and she got help from the Kenyan government. So yeah, so that you can also apply and it's like if you want to go through the so applying for the government scholarship you have to take one year of Korean study. So like it depends on you. So yeah, just you can just reach out depending on which one you want. You can come to South Korea in my American school. Okay, not my American school, in the school I'm going to, or you can uh come through the Korean program. It's all well. Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. So <clears throat> uh I hear you've mentioned some government institutions. Yeah. They are, so they're actually government institutions that is it fun for the 
for your education abroad. I'm just helping uh, you the process. Okay. Uh, they help no, you with no, the no. process. Uh, like, uh, so, okay, the Kenyan one, the one that uh, for South Korea, the, the one, okay, it's like, it's actually a Korean government scholarship. But then, you know, it's related, like, it works with the Korean embassy in Kenya. And, like, this, I just I'm, I just happened to be forgetting the organization that did it. But then, like, so you just apply, like, for the scholarship. When applying for, when you get, like, the scholarship, so you send your application to schools. They send your application to schools abroad. So, yeah, so it's, okay, like, the Kenyan government just helps you connect you to the Korean government, like, but then when you come here, you know, it's the Korean government that takes over your stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, um, do you mind uh, mentioning? Maybe I oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. Um, okay. So I think it also depends with the country because I'm also under the government of Kenya, the scholarship from the government of Kenya. And as she mentioned, as uh, Leah mentioned, it's because of the partnership Kenya's partnership with uh, mm-hmm. all these countries, you know, so it's really broad. Like by the way, I think I should just recommend that people go to the government of Kenya website and just check out for all the countries they offered scholarships yes, to, yeah. to Turkey, yeah. some even to England, yeah. Um, yeah, to Indonesia. I mean, they're just to yeah. like literally every country, even in exactly. Africa to Mauritius yeah. and whatnot. Um, and then, yeah, so the government helps you with the application, but not really. Like I mentioned how we they give you an, a website, they send you a link to a website, you just fill in your forms, follow the process, and then send the documents to them. They're going to help you with shipping the documents to the, the country, to the specific school. They're going to help you to... Um, they're literally going to, like, fight for your sport, provided they have confirmed to you that you have... Um, you have qualified for the interview, then just rest rest assured that you have gotten it. So it's for them; they they fight for for you to get to get to go to the to study mm-hmm. in that country. Okay? Oh, actually, that's yeah. amazing. So, guys, you need yes. to try out. You need to make use of these funds. Yeah. So, um. Okay. True, thank true. you for that. So now, um, in one of my communication skills, we used to learn about adapting to a new world, adapting to a new culture. And then I remember there is this you we used to draw a la kuna honeymoon stage, kuna stage, and you were getting the culture shock and all that. So how was this ad- adaptation to the new culture for you? Like, how was that process of fitting, not really fitting, but getting used to the new culture because obviously I, I think this was a new experience for both of you going abroad and being in countries. <laughs> so Kale? <laughs> uh, so for me, um, how I adapted. So okay, the thing is like when I came to this country, like I was really ready to come. You know, like you are done, like you're ready to come, you're ready to begin afresh. So like when I came, yes. I was so, so open to everything. Uh, when I came, okay, first day, okay, we had orientation. Okay, the good thing about like yeah, the schools. Okay, I think every every school does it. But then the good thing about the schools is they give you orientation like the first week. There, like you meet your fellow uh, new students, you meet the professors, you meet everyone, and like they they really made me feel welcome. Like they 
like I had the best time, like I had a blast, like we did a lot of things, they introduced everything to us, like, and then like in, in this, like in uh, this country, like they have a very, like they have offices dedicated to caring about international students and giving you all the information. So like when I came, yeah, like I met, I even met fellow international students, like who made me feel at home and like, you know, if you see someone who looks like you, okay, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, if you see someone who looks like you and like someone is making it, someone is doing amazing and you know you get motivated and stuff. So yeah, the thing is I was just open and like when I came I didn't really say, Okay, I'm I'm gonna be this kind of college student, I'm gonna be this kind of person in a new country. No. Like I was just like, Okay, let me look around, let me see, let me try out everything. Then like after some months I'll establish myself, I realized, oh, this is how I want to be in this country. This is how I want to live. This is how I want to study. And yeah, so the thing I was just open. And then after some time, I established myself and I realized, oh, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. These are the fun stuff I can do around here. And this will make me bored. This will make me sad. Yeah. So yeah, it takes time, but slowly but surely. Oh, okay. So you, you, you fast, you are open to everything at first. And then, kidogo, kidogo, unatua bitu wazikufuraishi. Exactly. Kidogo. Oh, okay. That's, mm-hmm. that's good. Eh, mm-hmm. Jacinta, tell us your experience. Mimi bado ni kumaisha London. Many years later. But then, the only... <laughs> I don't think it's gonna end at me when I graduate. But then the only difficulties I've only I've experienced by the way was during my um my one year preparatory my preparatory year. Because in my school they didn't allow us to cook food. And then I don't want to say that what 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 is not tasty, mm-hmm. but you know <laughs> Chinese food is not it's not oh. what I'm used to, you get. Not what I'm used to. I mean, you, people here can yeah. bear me witness, you know. Some some is tasty, some is really tasty, but I am not, I'm not really used to it. So anyways, I really, I felt like I was spending too much money. Um, you know, I mean, Kwanza, I took a, a long time. It took me a long time before I got to know of um, places, maybe Arabian, uh, some Arabs who are selling food, but then also they sell it very expensively. But then, eh, you know, you just have to invest and buy good food, you know, at Wizikukanja in Boring Land, you know. But then uh, I felt for me that that was the, just a major problem. But then in Asia, because now I am in a new campus and who you can cook, uh, so you're seeing, you know. Um, then also the fact that you know, when we were doing application, like during that program, like, I mean, Tale had mentioned, uh, um, Tukiana Shule's in US and all, Tinona Tuo, Venye O, Hyde, Kuna Clubs, and all, and all, and all, you know. And then you get here, and then yeah, you don't really hear of clubs. Okay, Kuna, they have dance, dance crews and all. But then there's just a Western culture. I mean, the Eastern, the Western culture isn't really here. You know, you cannot mm. be all hyped and all. And then um, most of the Chinese are really, um, how do you say that? Um, they keep yeah, to yeah. themselves. How do you say that? Um, they're not extra, they're introverts. Yeah, most of them are introverts. Um, so really making friends and all was, like now coming to my new campus has been not not I mean making Chinese friends has been quite difficult. But then 
we have international uh, students and they're really amazing. They really make it fun being together. It really feels like a home still. Um, but then also, uh, just so to mention, um, Tale talked about seeing somebody <laughs> who's like him. Um, so let me just mention that, like, I'm like personally, like, like right now, um, at least for this year, I think I'm going to be the only black black girl in my school. So I think it's um, it's I have it's difficult. Let me talk specifically of the bit on maybe making my hair and you know things that you could help each mm-hmm. other do you know uh, but then but then it's also helped me to start learning skills on my own doing things on my own um embracing being alone not really alone but you know yeah, alone you get um yeah. yeah yeah so i but still also enjoying yourself i mean it's really amazing <laughs> personally i'd honestly say that because that's how i feel and then also it has helped me to um, uh, to really value my friends and from back at home because you know talking to them every other time and even my friends from the school i graduated from um a few months ago and last month actually why am i making it sound like last month and even the new friends that i have made like i mean in my new campus yeah I love the fact that both of you have highlighted the excitement that comes with seeing someone who's like you. I think that is something universal. I hate that. Some kind of excitement. Oh, we're with you in school, you get. So I think that's something. Yeah. That's everywhere. It's not just with you, and it's totally okay. So I'm thinking with your experience. True, true. Yeah. So I'm thinking with your experience abroad, there there's most definitely been the highs and the lows. So maybe you could talk about that, your good times, mm. your low times. Yeah. Just to prepare people for these things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So uh for me, okay, like the highest, okay, the highs of living abroad. It's the international community. Like when okay, when you come out here, like people yeah. okay like you know when when you are at home you're like oh i don't know this tribe this person like you think you're so limited but then when you come out here like you meet someone from like as long as someone is an inter- international person someone from indonesia someone from even the states anyone like anyone is an international person like it's so easy to get along like you just know like, you know each other and now the bigger thing even better africans like you meet an african an african from Ivory Coast, an African from anywhere, like mm. those are family. Like when you see them, like that's the best day of your life. So and like like people know it, like they help each other, and like they, like right now in our, like where I stay, like we have the like African family in in John Global, okay, in my campus, and then we have like the African family in the area we live in, and like people really help each other. Like you know, people are your brothers. Like when you have a problem, even like I don't know any problem, like emotional or even money problems like anything like if you if you go to an african person or an international person that's like the highest probability that they'll help you so like uh, the thing the international community has such a blessing like that's such a high and also um uh so yeah that and then the the the, the second thing and i think the last thing that is the one i'll highlight is opportunities like there are so many opportunities 
like instantly yeah. so like for mm-hmm. example like this semester like i got like three leadership positions and the thing is just like i put myself out there hey, i'm not sorry <laughs> <laughs> thank you congratulations yeah. so yeah and you know Again. i just put myself out there you know and just yeah i just applied you know they they have so many opportunities like you know as long as you put yourself out there and you like you put your best foot forward like directly like you'll you'll do so well so yeah the international community and the opportunities those are the highs the laws is like sometimes it gets so lonely you know like you know it's always for the best and you're like Mm. You see people in Kenya, you know, just eating food and taking it for granted, eating samosa and, you know, smoking pasua and they're taking it for granted. Mm. And I'm like, oh, man, mm. I, I wish I was there. So, yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. And before, <laughs> my first month, like, I didn't really know there were Kenyans here. So, like, I had never spoken my home language and I was really, yeah, it gets lonely. And sometimes you're just like, you know, you go out to hang with people, hang out with people and you're like, man, this is not my kind of fun. Like, I just need the Kenyan energy. Like, I need to be happy and that's mm. happy. Yeah, so, like, it yeah. gets lonely sometimes. And, you know, yeah, there's some, yeah, that's, like, a law. And then the other thing is uh, sometimes, like, uh, in my country, okay, like, there are many opportunities, but then sometimes, for me, so, like, I don't speak Korean, so there's uh, some opportunities which will come, but then they will require to, to do Korean, or maybe they will just, uh, okay, not really, they don't really have, have racism here okay they have racism but then it's soft you know like they will mm-hmm. you'll just see an opportunity you'll apply for it you'll know you qualify you are the best but then they won't speak you and you'll know they won't say it but deep down you know because i can't speak korean deep down yeah that is like yeah so that's that's one thing like you're ready for but then the thing is you know whatever at the end you know whatever is meant for you will come whatever isn't meant for you like you don't need to force it so yeah so yeah the laws Lonely, and then some opportunities will pass you by because of the language. But then, yes. at the end of it all, the highs uh, go above the laws. Yeah. Okay. So, Miss Kia, come on, Uko Kenya. Those motherfuckers, Kenya machoma. Exactly. For granted, do not. Yeah. So, true. Better. Not really tell us about you. Let me just add on the smoky part. So it's actually not just in Korea and China. Even in the US, a friend of mine was telling me how he really misses it. Like, it's it, they don't taste exactly. the same. The sausages don't even taste the same, you know. <laughs> and the spices, we some of them we look for them in the uh, what are they called the uh, online apps here, and we just can't find them. And like, oh my god, I miss Kenyan tea. I miss <laughs> so much. Oh. Um, for me, I, sh- I think Leah has really mentioned mm-hmm. that. It- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leah has really mentioned a lot. Uh, I also mentioned the bit on maybe having somebody who could help you out, maybe quickly do your hair or something. Um, also, that is a low for me. And also that you really, really, really miss family and just the Kenyan energy. Like you go to a party and then you just... It's nice, you're having fun, people, you like it, it you part. but then you don't really feel the Kenyan energy, man, and so you don't really feel the party. Um, yeah, uh, other than that, the highs <laughs> that, as she mentioned about opportunities, and then also I think maybe for the people who maybe will get to come here, do remember that you are having an opportunity that, many people back at home don't have. I mean, they teach, 
your majors using the one of I mean the world's best um you're being taught in some of the world's best universities they're using i mean the best professors are teaching you you're having the best of the very best you know so i, I think for me that is a very i, I mean something that i can see i regard very highly mm -hmm. um yeah and then also that you, you have opportunities maybe business-wise also like for my scholarship they don't allow you to do businesses but then you know you plan yourself well so, I mean, there are just so many opportunities that she mentioned. Oh, okay. Just this, I wanted to emphasize. On okay, that. I like the fact that you've mentioned people that will eventually get to come abroad. Mm -hmm. They need to know and realize that they have an opportunity that many don't. And I think this is something yeah. important because at times we tend to downplay our wins. We tend to downplay our achievements, but there's no need for that. Yeah, yeah, this is really important. True, true. Part of yourself. Okay, we may pick a call. Congratulate yourself. Yeah. True. Yeah, true. Yeah. I almost forgot the answer. Okay. I almost forgot to mention that for some of us, the personal me, um, also, I'm not saying that, uh, okay, let me just say it as it is. Like, you get freedom. You get to finally have freedom <laughs> honestly like you don't have to think of oh i, I need i need to be konyumba by 7 p.m or whatever whatever <laughs> i personally like that the same way you know some of us feel maybe when you go back to your hostel and you're away from parents he personally craved for that so for me that's also another high. Oh, okay thank you so you quite so what do you like about the new culture? Like, is it their language? Is it, is it their food? What stands out for you in your <laughs> Okay, should I go first? Uh, yeah. Okay, so you what sure. I like about the culture is, like, everyone minds their own business, you know? Like, I don't know. Hey. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. I can do like, unless maybe sure. it's an African who just knows it. Okay, not an African. <laughs> unless it's just... <laughs> Okay, like, <laughs> people who have been like nosy in my business, like there are people. Okay, yeah, people who oh, people who think they have a right of it. Anyway, okay, the thing I love is like everyone minds their own business. Like you can go anywhere, dress however you want, and like do whatever you want. Yeah, like yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's what I like. And then uh, most most of them are, are polite and they love seeing international people. So like yeah, yes. they love and they like yes. they say so. Oh, you're so beautiful and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that like that kind of makes your day. Yeah. Most of them are so polite. Like the other day, like I was, it was raining really bad, and I had forgotten an umbrella. Okay, this, okay, the rain here, like they ha it comes with such strong wind that you'll have to buy an umbrella mm -hmm. every time. Like it breaks your umbrella, mm -hmm. like no matter how strong it is. So like I just gave up on buying umbrellas. So like I was getting out <laughs> of the bus, and then I was out there and I was stranded, and just like that, uh, bus driver was leaving, but then he came back and like opened the door, and then handed me an umbrella and then went away like just like such you know the little, polite yeah that's like that's so nice so yeah. like most people are polite mm -hmm. and nice and then people follow rules oh my god like people follow rules like sometimes just you know you're shocked yeah. man like like the like so the covid situation here mm -hmm. like they, they said everyone should wear masks like everyone is wearing masks mm -hmm. like right now it's part of our attires and like people are being measuring temperatures mm -hmm. all over and like uh, crossing the road like yeah just people mm -hmm. follow rules yeah 
So like I like the, that culture, yeah. Okay, basically that's it. Like minding your own business. Most people are nice and people follow rules. And then oh, like the place. Okay, they have a lot of food. You know, it's not okay. It's a Korean culture. Okay, they have Korean food, of course. But then they have everything. Like my school is next to a mall. And that mall has mm-hmm. the type of food. In, there's even an African restaurant like uh, some twenty minutes away. So there's Indian food, mm-hmm. Indonesian food, everything. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. Is there a Korean recipe that uh, stands out for you? Like you really like? Uh not really. Most of the Korean food that I eat, I eat in our cafeteria, and like I don't really know what it is. I just eat it, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's so. still okay. You need to cure. Yeah. Okay. Yes, you too. Hmm. I should mention about their punctuality yes. and hard work. Um, okay, to begin with, uh, 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 do note that the Korean, Japanese, and Chinese cultures are almost the same. So most of what, actually all of what she's uh, Leah talk, has talked about is also what I experience here every day. Um, yes, and also the, uh, what I was talking about, punctuality and hard work. Like, they really sacrifice to work hard and forever on time forever on time so that discipline has already been cultivated in me and i really like it about them and then also the fact that they like working out and not just the strenuous working out working out in that with the target of being healthy maybe at old age so you will just walk around and then you see old ladies and old um and old uh and old guys and how do you say that and old men <laughs> and old men um just at the outside in the estates working out together and then you get to ask them of their age and they're like i am 90 oh. like, what and you are raised in a how do you, i mean those things those um acrobats do you know i'm like whoa you're that flexible i mean i really love it about them and you know not like they even do a lot of things in school you just go to the every evening people you know like the way in um for us we think that going on dates you need to go into a to a hotel with your guy and he needs to pay the bill or what you spend a bit of time talking as you eat for them it's every day walking around the field with you oh i'm talking about this also talking about uh the how they really um takes with seriousness relationships and um, friendships, yeah? So just every day walking around in the field together as you work out together. I mean, I really like that about them. Oh yeah, and then also as she, she mentioned about mm-hmm. freedom and this kind of freedom also, personally as somebody who is also, uh, I really, I really wish, I know I'm not, I might not say that, but like, I really like that you can very freely be at any place and just hug your mate or, you know, maybe even uh, kiss on the streets without issue, you know, because it's just, nobody's having, I mean, people find it being really cute that you guys are embracing um, love, you know, Um, yeah, so far I really love. Oh, and then also the fact that they love their own culture. If I mean we attend, okay, I said that I talked about my major, yes, but then also I am doing Chinese still, Chinese studying Chinese language and mm-hmm. culture. 
it's still part of my timetable. So there is a class for culture itself. And during that class, we study a lot about maybe the, the Chinese tea. Um, and I like how they encompass science in me. It's like this, this, uh, this is knowledge that has been um, brought together since maybe 2000 years ago. Um, things that some of their forefathers found out and they noted down, or maybe the Chinese opera, Beijing opera, rather. Um, what else? Um, just so many things, or maybe they give you stories or Chinese stories. Um, maybe, maybe a certain phrase came because, like, they, for instance, let me give one that you learned this week. Um, this phrase, they maybe, for instance, we are whispering about something because. We are really scared about that thing. Maybe they tell you there was a time, maybe three thousand. I mean, two two hundred. I mean, one thousand years ago, um, in a certain village. That village um was near a forest, and then there was this tiger he used to come and eat the people. And not because the people were really frightened of the tigers, so nobody really wanted to talk about the tiger. But then, um, so anytime you mention about the tiger, everybody. Um, is afraid so there's a given proverb that I mean a given saying that came from that I mean there's just so many interesting stories or how um, there's they have so many ceremonies they have so many ceremonies maybe even uh, sometime back they celebrated their first valentine it's not the same as our valentine I mean and then they explain how it came to be it's very interesting stories. I mean, I really love that about them. I really love it. Very interesting stories. Oh, wow. Hey, that culture looks, looks attractive. Like, I think it's a culture I'd like to, to experience, a culture I'd love to like, live in for a, for a while. So uh, you guys, thank you for, for allowing yourselves to take part in this. Um, recording. Mm -hmm. um, thank you. I, I actually yeah, have picked a lot in this. Maybe I could mention two things that I've picked. I like the way Jacinta you said at some point you'd given up on applying for for studies abroad. Mm, but then, so from mm -hmm. what I think from that is that what's meant for you will, will just come your way somehow in some way exactly. because you see you eventually ended up there. And yeah. then Talib from Shia Code Safa, like it's been a few minutes but Mingi and one that one that I really like you said um if at any point you find yourself being the brightest, you're in the wrong place. I think I really like that. I need to like sit down and ponder on it. So you guys, thank you for your time. Mm. Um, I'm sure you guys are willing. Thank you for having us. You guys are willing to help out people who might need needed yeah. more help. Yeah. Sure. So I'll leave your yeah. on this description. So you guys have an amazing time. Right. Yeah, have an amazing time and. Have a lovely week too. Thank you. Just thank you. So till next time. Bye. Bye. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Bye. You're welcome. Thank you for having okay. us. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you for listening to this second. Follow the Coffee Service Code on Instagram. Also, shoot your short because ain't no one got the time to shoot it for you.